Welcome to Speak Out Convos, where we speak up and speak out against domestic violence. I am your host, Michaela, and as always, thank you guys for listening. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about my story. From a young age, I tried to seek validation in men. Um, At about the age of 17, I met a guy who was charismatic, he was charming, he swept me off my feet. It started out as verbal abuse, him calling me names, calling me fat, calling me ugly, saying I'd never be good enough. Um, And my love for him kind of overpowered that, so I never really saw it as a red flag. His drinking started to pick up. It was kind of like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality. I never knew what person I was going to get. Um, Much to my surprise, it turned physical. Um, Him kicking me, spitting on me, slapping me, punching me. Um, I think that the worst episode would have been when he choked me to the point of unconsciousness. um, And he had fled the apartment. um, And the neighbors had called 911 due to the ruckus and the commotion that they had heard. um, And I was hospitalized. um, And I felt like the whole world was coming crashing down on me. It wasn't a good feeling at all. I felt lost. I felt afraid. I felt like it was my fault, like I could have did something better, and I didn't really know what to do. So after my hospital stay, there was no room in the domestic violence shelters, and I got released to the streets, and I was homeless, sleeping on park benches in the middle of winter, not knowing when I was going to eat, not knowing when I was going to shower, and it was very, very hard for me to deal with. Um, I didn't quite know how to deal with the situation um I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to feel um and it was just something that kind of gave me this overwhelming sense of depression and anxiety I contemplated going back to my abuser so many times because I felt like it was so much easier than being on the street But whatever little inner strength I had inside of me, I used that to kind of steer me and guide me away um, from him. And after being on the streets for a while, I ended up getting into a program, a housing program. Um, And I started to establish myself and get on my feet and kind of work on my sense of self-worth again. And years later, it inspired me to create the Butterfly Effect Project. Um, I am on Facebook. Um, I'm working towards getting on Instagram. Um, I also have my podcast here on Speak Out Convos, which is also on Radio Republic, um, Google.com. I've done YouTube radio interviews, uh, radio interviews all over the world. I've been on podcasts all over the world. Um, And I kind of give people a platform, men and women, to speak up against domestic violence and speak out. Um, Domestic violence is something that is very hard to cope with. Um, It's very hard to get out of, um, and I want to be the voice for the voiceless. Not everybody has the strength and has the inner um, endurance to come out of these situations, and I want to create awareness to domestic violence, just like, like they say it takes a village to raise a child. I feel like it takes a village to bring awareness to domestic violence. I want to be... An advocate but I also want to be seen as a survivor because the definition of a survivor is somebody who can adhere to adversity and come out on top 
a lot of times we're our own worst critics and we don't give ourselves enough praise and credit for the things that are going right and the things that we are doing uh, correctly. And as a victim of domestic violence and, and now as a survivor of domestic violence, it's a daily battle. I'm not saying when you leave your abusive situation, every everything's going to be wonderful because that's just when the worst is coming. We have to rebuild our sense of self-worth and how we do that. A lot of people ask me, well, how do you heal? How do you do that? The healing process looks different for everybody. Uh, The most important thing is to forgive yourself. Um, There's nothing we could have said better. There's nothing we could have done better. And nobody has the right to put their hands on anyone, Um, no matter what the circumstances were surrounding it. You have to remember it is not your fault. You have to remember you're worthy, you're beautiful, and you deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Um, Every day when I wake up, I try to give myself some positive affirmations. Um, And what I mean by that is look at yourself in the mirror and just say, you know what, I'm beautiful, I'm strong. I can do this. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but we have to find those positive coping skills and we have to kind of build our support network um, and create a support network so that we feel empowered and we feel loved. Um, Some of us don't have support networks when going through a domestic violence situation, but I just want you to know that there's always someone out there that cares and you always can go to my butterfly effect page and find someone and relate to them and and talk to them without judgment. Um, I think that that's very important because the victim shaming and the victim blaming does nothing um, positive for a survivor of domestic violence and their healing process. Um, I've been involved in this domestic violence awareness industry for quite some time now and I've spoken from to everyone from paralegals to police officers, to firefighters, to court-appointed domestic violence advocates, um, as well as survivors. And just hearing the different aspects um, from each sides of the domestic violence world, it, it breaks my heart because there's so many people who feel silenced. Um, even men, men experience domestic violence, and a lot of times men are taught to be strong and be inferior And we as a community have kind of created this overwhelming sense of women power, which I feel like is a beautiful thing, but I also feel like we need to have an overwhelming sense of men power too, because men do endure domestic violence and domestic violence isn't just physical, it's mental, it's verbal, it's sexual, it's financial. Um, There's a lot of different realms um, in which domestic violence cover and there's not one that's more pertinent than the other I think that they both hold the same horrifying attributes um, as far as deteriorating someone and having that sense of power and control over someone Um, I talk a lot on my butterfly effect page about the domestic violence wheel and Until you break the cycle of domestic violence, it's going to keep happening. Um, My abuser would call me names. He would beat me up and then he would go out and buy me something. And that is called the honeymoon period. A lot of times our perpetrators, they'll buy us gifts or say sweet things and say it'll never happen again to realm us right back into that cycle. And it's almost like a tornado. You're being picked up, you're being dropped off, you're being picked up, you're being dropped off, and that's not a good way to 
live your life. Um, throughout my domestic violence situation, I felt like not only did I have to fight my perpetrator, but I had to fight the system as well. I felt disposable to the world. I felt like nobody cared. And that's one of the worst feelings, um, to endure after going through something so traumatic. Um, I still suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression. Um, a lot of people ask me, well, how do I cope with that? Um, I've never really been a medication person, so I don't take any medication for mine. Um, I don't not recommend people to take medication because what works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for the next. Um, I do try to use positive coping skills, whether it's writing poetry, taking a walk, taking a a second to myself, listening to my favorite music. Um, There's a lot of positive things um, that we could do. A lot of people after enduring domestic violence, they go to self-inflicting coping mechanisms such as drugs and alcohol. Um, Some people cut themselves. And I'm here to tell you that that is not the answer. Um, It's a quick fix. So for the moment, it makes you feel better. But after the quick fix is gone, you're still going to have those same emotions, those same feelings, those same thoughts. Um, Another thing that I want to point out to you guys is everything that we feel leads to a thought which leads to an action so if we can control how we feel and what we think we can change our actions and I know that that's hard because a narcissist doesn't see anything wrong with what they're doing they have no sense of accountability for any of their actions but I'm here to tell you that the power is within you your narcissist does not hold that power you do. And if you want your life to be better, there is life after abuse. There is life after that control. There is life after abuse and learning how to love yourself and regaining that sense of self-worth and remembering you deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. No matter what the circumstances are, nobody deserves to go through any type of domestic violence. And I'm here to tell you that I appreciate all of my supporters, everyone who reaches out for me, to me for podcasts, everybody who listens um, to the paid sponsorships. Uh, you're helping me bring in the new year and be able to support my family. Um, and that means the world to me. And, and just the outpour of support and people reaching out to me to tell their story, to empower others. I truly appreciate it. I pray that you guys all continue to be the beautiful, blessed, lovely warriors that I know that you are. I pray that your new year is filled with nothing but love and blessings. And I pray that this year we can continue to fight the fight against domestic violence. Thank you guys for listening to Speak Out Convos. As always, I am your host, Michaela, and I look forward to speaking to you guys next time.